Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel, and here with me to preview the Richmond Regional again are Josh Brown and Jake Pavorsky. Jake, what's going on? Doing great, Dan. Uh, not too much to say. Great region uh, right here in Richmond. It's going to be one of our premier ones. Let's dive right into it. Josh, how are you? Good, Dan. Uh, excited to get to Richmond this summer. This is not one of the premier TBT regionals. This is the premier TBT regional. So uh, excited to uh, talk it through. Well, guys, part of the reason that this is probably the premier TBT regional is that the premier TBT team is competing in this regional. Overseas Elite is the one seed. They play the eight seed Hilltop Dog. So let's just dive right into it. Overseas Elite is the four-time TBT champion, undefeated. They've never been beaten. They've played some close games in the past, but believe it or not, their fourth run through TBT was their greatest margin of victory, average margin of victory. Uh, this team is going to be missing two of their key cogs from previous uh, runs in TBT, Eric McCollum and Kyle Fogg. Eric's getting married this summer and rightfully wants to take the summer off, and Kyle has decided to do something similar as well. Nevertheless, they return a prior TBT MVP in DJ Kennedy. Paris Horn is going to GM this team. We have DeAndre Kane, Justin Burrell. We also have... Uh, the list goes on and on. DeAndre Kane, Jeremy Pargo, uh, Josh, this is uh, a team that I think everyone in basketball, every sports fan in the world ought to be paying attention to, irrespective of uh, who's playing on this roster this year. Absolutely. I mean, all all you really have to say with Overseas Elite is, I, you know, you see comments online, no fog, no McCollum, you know. Um, that I don't, I honestly don't think that even matters, Dan. And I'm, I'm not even just saying that. I think it's the truth. As long as they have, and those are great players. This is nothing to do with them. I'm just saying it as long as they have DJ Kennedy, who I think is the most intense competitor we've ever had compete in TBT. Um, he's one of the most dynamic players we've had in TBT. He's, uh, he's like Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, and like Tiger Woods all wrapped up into one. As long as he's playing for this overseas elite team, they're going to be the favorite to win um, TBT. He's back. Dan, you mentioned DeAndre Kane, who very good defensive presence for them. He can really play the one to the four, and he's played all four of them, all four of those positions for overseas elite. Justin Burrell, who um, is sneaky, maybe the premier big man in TBT. He's one of those guys who, um, you know, last year there was a game, it was in the Richmond Regional, it was round two against Monarch Nation, and they just kind of needed a little bit of a lift offensively, and he ended up going 10 for 10 from the field, 20 points. I think he ended up with nine rebounds, just short of a double-double. But, um, you know, he can do that for you one game, and the next game he can score you know, five points, but pull down 15 rebounds and, and three blocks to go along with it. Um, kind of a guy who can do it all. They bring in Bobby Brown, who's an elite uh, scoring guard from the um, Drew League. He played with the City Team Blazers a year ago. And then a couple of guys from Maccabi, uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv as well, who just won the Israeli League title. Um, all that put together, and especially the fact that DJ Kennedy is back for this team, they're the favorite to win TBT. Jake, it wasn't clear that Overseas Elite was even coming back, and probably the most common question that all of us got for months and months and months was, is Overseas Elite going to come back? It didn't look like they were. Uh, Jeremy Pargo, along with uh, DJ and Justin Burrell and Paris Horn, really did a lot of recruiting, and they ended up pulling Bobby Brown from originally the Cheaters roster, and they also pulled in a bunch of guys from Copy Tel Aviv, as Josh mentioned, Don, John DeBartolomeo, uh, who we'll talk about in a second, Angelo Calario, Alex Tyus. Uh, as well as DeAndre Kane, obviously, who's been on overseas elite, but plays with those guys in Maccabi Tel Aviv as well. Uh, Pargo did a ton of recruiting to pull this team together and I think has really taken to TBT as a as a concept. Um, Jake, your thoughts on overseas elite uh, before we mention a couple things about Hilltop Dogs. 
Well, it's no surprise to see them come back. I mean, anytime you can have the success you've had, you know, 25 and 0, you win $7 million in four years. Uh, it's tough to walk away from that paycheck, you know, considering it's been guaranteed for them every summer. At the same time, I really do think that this will be their hardest test. Um, you lose a couple of key guys in Eric McCollum and Kyle Fogg. And not only were those, you know, generally your on court, you know, your best players, but I think McCollum was kind of the, the guy that really made that team tick. Um, you know, one of the founding members, the driving forces behind that squad, an emotional, you know, presence and vocal leader on that team. I think losing him um, just really hurts in, in general and in, in just from outside of the fact that he's like a really talented scorer and a great player in general. Uh, this team is still incredibly talented. Uh, you know, bringing in a guy like Bobby Brown is, is a huge ad and can kind of help, um, you know, bring back and replace some of the, the scoring that's lost by McCollum and Fogg and Kane and and, uh, and DJ Kennedy, I think, are great Swiss Army Knife players. Um, it'll just be interesting to see how the new guys fit in with the dynamic of that team as a whole. Obviously, Pargo and, and Kane have some chemistry with the Maccabi Tel Aviv guys from playing together all year in Israel. But this is a team that, you know, shows up the TBT. They don't really practice. They don't really shoot around. They're there having a good time. They're loose, um, you know, full of fun energy. And it, when, when it's game time, it's on, but it'll be interesting to see how the new guys that aren't used to how they're playing as a whole, you know, Justin Burrell hasn't really played with these guys before. Um, it, it's a new, Jondre Jefferson hasn't played with these guys. There's some new faces that they have to mix in with that, you know, they haven't been as familiar with in years past. And I wonder if just kind of the general theme and the way this team has operated um, with those new faces, you know, how those will clash if, if it does. Um, so, you know, you look at that matchup against uh, UMBC, I think, uh, could be an interesting first test for them um, as, as we kind of kick things off in Richmond is, and they vie for, for another Richmond regional title. Hey, Dan. Um, over, yeah, go ahead, Josh. Just one thing that kind of struck me when Jake was talking. It's so interesting. Um, Michael Michael Irvin from you know, the famous NFL wide receiver said, um, when you have a team that's been at the top so long, like the only story is them falling down. And that's kind of, um, it's interesting how, when Jake was talking about them kind of finding what could be that story that actually brings them down. Because when you're at the top again, like he said, so long, um, there's nothing else to really talk about. I think these guys are going to fit in fine. I think they've had new additions every year come in on this team. Pargo was once a new addition. We had the same exact talk. How is Pargo a more kind of ball dominant scoring guard going to fit with these guys? Um, I think, not, I'm not saying Jake, just, you know, people who don't like overseas elite as a whole. I think they're trying to bend in twist ways to see how overseas elite <laughs> isn't going to work. I don't think any of it's going to come to fruition. This is a great team. Um, I think they're they're just the elite team this year, Dan. Attitude-wise, all these guys fit in. They've got a ton of guys that seem to know their role. You know, some guys, I think, graduate from college and get pigeonholed as a guy that knows how to play the game or doesn't. And some of these guys have figured it out. Justin Burrell knows exactly how to play basketball now. And I think the same thing is true of DeAndre Kane, DJ Kennedy, Jeremy Pargo. Like these guys all know exactly what their roles are going to be. Bobby Brown, from an attitude perspective, fits in with Overseas Elite perfectly. I'm actually really intrigued to see the new edition of this team play. They're going to play the Hilltop Dogs, the eight seed. This is a primarily UMBC, uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County alumni team, which features several of the guys that played on that 16 seed that upset the number one seeded UVA back in the 2018 NCAA tournament, highlighted by K.J. Mora and Jordan Grant. But they also feature several other great players. They're organized by a TPT favorite, former intern Jeffrey Key. And Jeff Key uh, is actually currently an undergrad at UMBC and uh, working his way through there. And he's done a fantastic job of doing a 
doing a great job of recruiting all these guys and being able to um, get all this stuff done. But this is really going to be a fantastic uh, game between the one seed overseas elite and the eight seed Hilltop Dogs. This is going to take place on Friday, July 26th at 4.50 p.m. Eastern Time, live on ESPN3 from Richmond at the Siegel Center for VCU. The winner of the 1-8 seed, 1-8 game, is going to play the winner of the 4-5 game, which features one of the best new teams in TBT this year, and certainly one of the more intriguing alumni teams that we have in Best Virginia, a West Virginia alumni team. They're going to play Seven City Royalty, the Old Dominion alumni team from just down the road in Norfolk. Uh, This game is going to take place at 3 p.m. Eastern time on that Friday, July 26th. Uh, This matchup, I think, is probably not as close as a 4-5 seed might normally seem, because I think this West Virginia team, Jake, really looks awesome. Yeah, I think in any other regional, you probably give them the nod as a a two seed, maybe even a one seed in some scenarios, but... Uh, really, I, I think is, you know, you look at, at teams as a whole in TBT, you know, forget new teams. I think West Virginia is one of the, you know, the top five, top seven teams that you can just have on, you know, on paper in this entire regional. This is a team that's been three years in the works. John Flowers has tried, you know, summer and summer again to get this team out there. It hasn't worked. And in years past, um, but this year it, it's it's finally come together for him. And I don't think you can ask for a better representation of that school and the talent that's come through there than the team that he's put together. Uh, Joe Alexander was a lottery pick, uh, you know, one of the premier players um, in college basketball, a name and a face that, that people will certainly remember. Um, the Sean Butler and Kevin Jones, as well as John, were members of that 08 Final Four team, excuse me, 09 Final Four team. Um, so they bring a ton of talent there. And then uh, a loaded backcourt, Tariq Phillip, um, spent time with the Washington Wizards last year, was on their summer league team. Um, despite some, you know, interest from them, is going to play on this best Virginia team, which A, I think tells you, um, you know, how committed these guys are to that team, but just the, also shows the level of talent that they had. And this is a team that, you know, again, as well as well organized as any uh, in the field, they're doing a little barnstorming tour through West Virginia right now, doing some exhibition games on the road to TBT. Um, they've been practicing at the facility. And to hear Bob Huggins talk about this team, um, you know, talk about how versatile they are, how, how many of these guys can guard, uh, even though they're a little bit undersized, um, get up and down the floor, score the ball. Uh, you know, I, I think Huggins has kind of, you know, given them a, a great endorsement. And I think that means a lot to, you know, what John has done with that roster and uh, the kind of talent they bring. I, I think, you know, Seven City Royalty obviously has a little experience from years past um, and they bring a good roster. But you, you look at this best Virginia team and I think you'll be hard pressed to, you know, to see Seven City Royalty getting out of that one with a W. Josh, Seven City Royalty had a ton of fans in the stands last year in Richmond. It looks like they're probably going to have the same thing as well. Is that enough, do you think, to overcome this four-seed Best Virginia, especially with Tariq Phillip officially playing? Well, don't forget, too, that uh, not only do they have fans in the stand, but they played overseas elite tough. I mean, uh, that was a a winnable game for them at halftime. Overseas elite ended up pulling away a little bit in the second half, but it was really back and forth that whole entire game. Granted, overseas elite, it seems like no matter who they play, weekend you know weekend one of the tournament it always ends up being close games that they end up pulling out because they're getting that chemistry back but nonetheless they played the four-time champs tough really tough last year they have a good roster um obviously best virginia is the favorite in this uh game i think best virginia ends up winning i think based on what i've 
been seeing. You could even see some West Virginia fans, not only in the area, but from West Virginia, maybe taking a road trip down for the the weekend or whatever. Um, It it seems like a lot of those fans have, especially the last week or two, with Bob Huggins really getting on board and their training camp and doing this and that. They had their recent alumni game where those guys came together and played. It seems like fans are really getting into the team. The media is getting into this team as well. Um, So I think actually the crowd could kind of be neutral here. Uh, and I think Best Virginia ends up getting the W. Yeah, the support for this West Virginia team has been awesome. Coach Huggins is really far behind the team. The whole program seems to be supportive of it. And it's really exciting, I think, especially for a big-time program like West Virginia, whenever they can have a program, uh, sorry, rather have a team in TBT for the first year, people get excited about it. So it's going to be an awesome matchup, 4-5. This is going to be the 3 p.m. game on Friday, July 26th from Richmond, Virginia, live on ESPN3. The winner of that game is going to play most likely overseas elite in round two. I will say this, the time to beat overseas elite is early in the tournament. And they know that. um, And they are very well aware of that themselves. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the winner of that four five matchup. All right, guys, the three six matchup features the green machine against the web. These are both first time TBT entrants. The green machine is a George Mason alumni team. The web is a team close to my heart as a university of Richmond spider, a Richmond university of Richmond alumni team uh, competing for the first year as well. This is the 3-6 matchup at 6.40 p.m. Eastern Time, live on ESPN3. Uh, Both of these teams, uh, Josh, really feature some of the best players from this program, these two respective programs over the last 10 to 12 years. Yeah, I think arguably looking at it, Dan, I actually think the seeds could have probably been flipped here. Um, You know, the Green Machine's a really good team, and they have a couple of guys from that Final Four team. Um, You know, uh, Lamar Butler will be coaching the team. Folarin Campbell will be a shooting guard on the team. Um, and then they also have Will Thomas, who was on that Final Four team as well. But you got to think, I mean, that Final Four run, Dan, was a, a long time ago. I mean, I was in, I might have been in elementary school when that Final Four run happened, maybe middle school. Um, but either way, that was a long time ago. Um, so to have those guys playing, uh, it's a feel good story, but I don't know how well they'll translate. With that being said, they do have Brian Allen, who is a, um, who has really played really well for that Louisiana United team a year ago that almost beat overseas elite. Um, he's played overseas and had a good career there. They have Austin Freeman, who's a very well-known uh, name in that DMV area. He played his college ball at Georgetown and actually played for the Georgetown alumni team last year. And then Ryan Pearson, too, who I thought was a really good addition. He's played for Team Fancy the last couple of years. And Team Fancy, if it wasn't for running into Bayham's army, um, really the sky is the limit for that Team Fancy team. They lost by single-digit points to Bayham's army two years in a row, and then they poach Ryan Pearson from that team. So a really good green machine team. Um, you know, Dan, you're probably suited, better suited to talk about these web guys. But like you said, um, some of the best players in program history there. Uh, I think arguably the seeds could have been flipped, and I think this is a true toss-up. I don't even know if I have a prediction for this game. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with it at all if those seeds had been flipped, and I don't think most people would have. I think Richmond, the Richmond team, the web, looks really, really great. They've got TJ Klein, who is one of those guys that – is versatile enough and can do enough things on the court that he can really be a problem for a lot of people in TBT, and he's well on his way to a really great overseas career, um, if not maybe getting a look at the NBA at some point. Justin Harper's a guy with NBA experience. Darius Garrett, those guys, two guys have both played in TBT in the past with the Broad Street Brawlers. Shondre Jones is a scorer and a guy that can make things happen as, at point for the web. But on the other side, Jake, when you look at the green machine, this is, again, one of those teams that really had it together early on uh, kind of knew that this was something that they wanted to do. They've picked up some pieces that have TBT experience in Mike Morrison, Brian Allen, Austin Freeman, Isaiah Tate, 
All of these guys have played in TBT before. And when you look at where they're coming from, they're going to have the band, uh, which is supposed to be the best band in college basketball, um, there in the Siegel Center supporting them. I think this is really going to be a great game between the three-seed Green Machine and the four-seed. The- totally with you. This this Green Machine team has been a, a great uh, pairing of, of GM Johnny Coleman has sort of handled the organizational side of things. And Mike Morrison, who's, who's helped rally some of the players. Um, you know, a lot of the best talent that's come out of George Mason, I won't go and, you know, talk too much over Josh about, you know, what that team is like, because we already know. But uh, Will Thomas uh, was on that Final Four team. You're kind of getting him right at the, uh, what I would say, almost like the peak of his career. Uh, spend this past year playing in Spain, uh, Euro Cup Finals MVP, Euro Cup champion. Uh, you know, two years ago, also Spanish League winner and Spanish Super Cup winner, uh, playing some of the best basketball of his life. And you sprinkle in Brian Allen, who I thought, you know, with Louisiana United last year, uh, a premier guard in that event. And I, I think uh, a low key addition to the field and to this team in general is Phil Scrub, uh, plays on the Canadian national team, uh, a former teammate of Mike Morrison uh, in Germany. Big, uh, talented scoring point guard, uh, who I, I think is a really nice addition to that team and, you know, gives them a nice running partner. Um, for Brian, whether you stick him next to him or you play him at the point, he put Pilarin at the two. Uh, a really good, you know, team here that I, I think was probably, you know, worthy of that three seed, given that you know the success that those guys have had in TBT in the past, and the fact that you know a lot of these guys have that experience, they know what the events like, uh, you know, playing on back-to-back days, the physicality, how these things work. I think that definitely gives them a bit of a leg up here against, you know, both the granted are new teams, but a truly new team in the web. It's going to be a fascinating matchup. That, again, is going to be at 6.40 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN3 on Friday, July 26th. All right, guys, the last matchup of this regional that we're going to preview is the second-seeded Ram Nation against the seven-seeded Team DRC. Ram Nation is now in their fourth year competing in TBT. They've lost to Overseas Elite each of the three previous times that they've played in TBT. Team DRC is in its second year in TBT, associated with Dominique Rogers-Cromarty, who has just signed with the Washington Redskins. Uh, Dominique may or may not be in the building. Uh, I know training camp opens, and it depends on whether or not uh, Jay Gruden lets him out of camp uh, in order to attend the game that's named after him. In any event, Dominique Rogers-Cromarty's father is going to be coaching this team. This is a team largely out of the Florida-Tampa area um, and features a lot of really talented players. They're very, very confident. This is a team that, from the word that I'm getting, is entering a lot of money tournaments all throughout the South and winning everywhere that they go. Ram Nation, of course, is one of the more successful teams in TBT that hasn't yet won at all. Uh, this is primarily a VCU alumni team. They've brought in some other pieces to fill some roles. And some of these guys have really been adopted, uh, Josh, as though they went to VCU themselves, primarily Reggie Williams uh, being one of those guys. Yeah, when you, I'm sure we're going to talk about you know some of the new non-VCU additions. I kind of, when I look at Reggie Williams, I almost glance over him because he's been with that team for so long now. Um, you know, he's the leading scorer ever in uh, the state of Virginia in terms of college basketball. He went to VMI. Um, but really, like you said, Dan, integrated with this VCU team. Um, I, I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't really high on this team. But the more I've kind of done my research, the more I've gotten into them. Um, Javante Wu Green, who's an electric dunker, he's been playing with the Celtics in Summer League, and I watched their couple of games because I'm a Celtic fan, and he's a really good player for them, and Dan Dockich was calling that game last night, called him an NBA talent, and, um, you know, that's another, um, big addition, he's a six foot four. uh, he actually plays small forward, 
Um, but he's really a guy who attacks the rim and, um, he, he kind of, I'm trying to think of the word, but he's kind of like explosive. Like he just gets to the rim. He barrels through guys and he gets to the free throw line. They brought in Dario hunt from Nevada, but obviously the big kind of, um, the big, uh, names here are the VCU guys, Bradford Burgess, um, Jaquan Lewis, who will actually be new to this VCU team this year, brings kind of a, a little bit of an energy and a spark for this team. And then Brandon Roselle, who was kind of shot lights out for this Ram Nation team. Um, just a three a three ball machine. Um, he really set that Seagull Center on fire a year ago. So um, this DRC team is good. Stanley Cromarty, I think, could be an X factor coaching this team. He's currently an AD at Edward Walters College, but he has a ton of coaching experience before then. Really, all throughout Florida in the South, um, coaching NAIA teams, and he's coached uh, more than just basketball. He's a, a famous softball coach as well. Um, so they have a good team. Um, but I think Ram Nation obviously has a little bit more talent and ends up uh, coming away with that one. The home court advantage is certainly going to be tough. Um, but Jake, this is not uh, by any stretch your standard seven seed when we look at Team DRC. This is a team that has a lot of talent, a lot of guys that have played in TBT in the past, uh, and certainly has a, a great uh, figurehead at the top of that team with uh, Stanley Cromarty. Yeah, Keith Clayton from UCF has you know been involved with some of these Florida teams that have played in CBT in the past, and you, you're bringing one of his former running mates to UCF, Tristan Spurlock, uh, a big wing who's played over in Asia uh, the past couple of years, and Quincy Ford. Shout out to Northeastern Josh, uh, another really talented scorer you can bring into the fold there. Uh, I think that team will go as far as you know. Kenneth Speedy Smith takes them. Uh, you know, really interesting guard, uh, played at Louisiana Tech, and I think his accolades kind of speak for themselves. Conference USA Player of the Year in 2015, uh, Defensive Player of the Year in Conference USA in 2014, you know, first team all-conference, uh, both on the all-defensive team and just the general Conference USA team in 2014 and 2015. Uh, kind of been on the fringes of the NBA, um, you know, since 2016. He spent the last, you know, three seasons in the G League. And, uh, I, you know, the, his name kind of speaks for himself. You know, quite great burst, former, you know, youth football player, uh, going to be a tough guard. Um, but with that said, I think, you know, what Ram Nation has done, you bring back a lot of the you know familiar faces uh, from previous Ram Nation teams, but you bring in new guys um, that are you know playing at really high levels overseas. And Javante Green from Radford, uh, Dario Hunt from Nevada, who's also carved out a really good European career, uh, as well as Chris Evans, uh, a local guy from Kent State. Uh, I, I think that those new pieces outside of um, the general VCU guys, you know, bring them a nice little uh, new layer um, and additions, and I, I think that they end up getting the job done here. All right, again, that is going to be the 2-7 matchup between the host team, Ram Nation, and the 7 seed team, DRC. That's going to be at 8.30 Eastern time, live on ESPN3. Josh, I don't even know if I have to ask, but are you predicting Overseas Elite to win the Richmond Regional? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the answer is yes. I won't even get into it. Yeah, they're going to win Richmond. All right, Jake, I think you might have a different opinion. What's your thoughts? All I'm going to say is, take me home, country roads. Best Virginia, you're a Richmond Regional champion this year. I, I really... I'm a big fan of this team, big way, fan of the way that they've organized themselves, they've practiced, um, the training camp that they've kind of put together. I, I think that they have all the pieces to knock that that team off. You know, a lot of the guys from the, the Press Virginia area, or from Press Virginia era, I should say, uh, I, I think that this team will, will complicate things for overseas elite. They're going to be tough. They're going to be physical. They're going to score the heck out of the ball. And as this overseas elite team tries to figure each other out and, and blend and find that chemistry, over the first couple games, I think they're going to run into a, you know, a really, really tough team in best Virginia. And I, I think best Virginia gets the job done there. And I think that they, um, they'll probably end up running into VCU 
in that regional championship game. But I, I struggle to see a team that knocks this, this squad off, um, just given how, how loaded they are at each position and how well organized they are. Uh, give me best Virginia for the Richmond Regional. Josh, why is Jake wrong? Um, if you want me to be brutally honest, I watched. I do. I do. I think Jake does too. Jake can handle it. I watched uh, some of, and again, I'm a big fan of the best Virginia team, but I saw some of the highlights of their scrimmage they were playing. Um, and they played it yesterday and they're a good team. And maybe they, you know, they were playing a team of, you know, it was mostly D2 guys in the area. So maybe they weren't giving it a hundred percent. I just, I didn't think they looked awesome. Uh, you know, they're having this training camp. Um, I'm sure it's great and it's helping. I just think overseas elite, um, when you've won that many times, um, you know, you have DJ Kennedy. I, West Virginia does not have DJ Kennedy. So, Hey, that's something in itself. Um, I just think overseas elite is the better team. Um, I think West Virginia is primed to be a good TBT team for years to come. Um, but I don't know. I can't put into words except that overseas elite has been there, done that. And we've, I feel like a million times over the years, we've had this new team. This is going to be the team. Um, you know, this is why it's different and that's never come to fruition. Uh, DJ Kennedy lives and breathes TBT, even to the extent that I think he's thinking about it all the time, even when we don't think that he's thinking about it. And I know that he's paying attention to all these people that are predicting some other team to win TBT. And I think if I was the other 63 teams, the last thing I would want is to give these guys from overseas elite any motivation whatsoever. I just, you can't pick against the champs until they lose. And so in my view, 25 and 0 is about as impressive. It is 25 and 0, Josh, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, I mean, 25-0 and 0 is about as impressive a run as you could ever have in basketball, especially when it's a one-and-done scenario and you're not playing a bunch of guys from the gym. You're playing professionals every single game. Everybody's out to get you. Uh, so this team is going to be a tough one to beat. But anyways, the Richmond Regional starts up on Friday, July 26th with coverage on ESPN3. Coverage will continue on Saturday in the second round on ESPN three and then live on ESPN on the main network on Sunday, July 28th, the Richmond regional championship game will take place at high noon Eastern time on ESPN. All right. And that's all we have for the Richmond regional. We'll be back to preview the Syracuse regional next up on the TBT podcast. Thanks again. Thanks again.